Hey, I'm MJ. And I'm Emily. And we are Officially Officially Stirred, a podcast where we talk about life, the arts, even what your mama did last Thursday, and that show with that one character. Oh my God, wait, you watched that too? Let's talk about it. So tune into Officially Stirred on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hold on, I need some tea. Oh, pour me some. I got my cup. Officially stirred with Marcus <laughs> and Emily. <laughs> uh, we're recording this a little later than usual, at least time on the night. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Our loopiness, if we will. I don't know. I may sound a little bit dead, but we're gonna get through this. <laughs> Today we're talking about double standards. So, to start off the discussion, I think um, one of the first ones that come to my mind between double standards of male female um, would be like the beauty industry or like yeah, beauty standards. <clears throat> Uh, beauty standards in society for men versus women that I was wondering if you've ever felt pressured to style yourself a certain way or portray yourself a certain way in certain you know places workplace versus home versus church versus school you know Mm, well I will say personally to me if we're talking about at least the beauty industry uh I don't exactly feel a competition or comparison to the opposite sex because I will say, like, of course, I know that even growing up, me, like, an overly weight black teenager (laughs) um, wouldn't look the best with the acne, the incoming patchy beard. Um, And even though now it's still kind of patchy and the acne's still here. But um, I wouldn't say I felt a comparison, but I will say I did feel a comparison at least to a look standard to those that are in a different class, let alone like another race. Because if we're talking about school, um, I was like, I always had hand-me-downs, not hand-me-downs, not hand-me-downs. I just had, like, things that I wore for years and years, whereas, like, the trends were coming in with those khaki shorts, uh, the Pocahontas shoes, um, those tan things that look like you could probably go on a boat with. The boat shoes, yep. I hated those things. That's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) And meanwhile, I rocked an entire pair of blue fuzzy Nike shoes from... Like freshman year to senior year, till them bitches were not blue anymore. Yes. Oh man. Cool. I love those uh, shoes that you really find that home with. I hated getting rid of like my favorite shoes that you wore to like the treads wore off and there were holes in the bottom. Uh, yeah, that was that. 
Yeah. with God. And it, you know, I, I wore those shoes um, to college, actually. Because yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. I had, to, I had to stop once I came up to the mountains because, you know, there's ice, ice, and them bitches had no tracks at all. You're basically going skiing at that point. Literally. <laughs> oh, but what about you? Um, I would say something that I've noticed that I wanted to like speak on in terms of the double standard is like with social media, for example, and like beauty and like health and wellness and stuff. Everybody's loving to like represent and preach to people about certain things to be trendy and to keep relevant. Uh, but I never realized until someone brought it up about the dunder- double standards. <laughs> the dunder standards, you know. <laughs> Um, is that, you know, guys out there, like, you, you always see guys with six packs or, like, big muscles and, like, super fit and stuff. And then on Instagram, too, there's Instagram models, the fashionistas, and then, um, like, also gym rats and certain things that I feel are pushed more, at least in, like, advertisement with uh, fashion, makeup, perfumes, you know, stuff like that in society. Um, what is desirable versus not? Um, and that's interesting I guess unintentionally too with dancing like there is that idea or expectation that you don't want to get too curvy in a way Um, Mm -hmm. part of it at least for classical point is that it's like weight on your joints um, and has to do with balance but my counter argument is that I had a classmate who was really good dancer like better than I was because she was a little more confident than me and she had the skill and the core strength, but we didn't have the same body type per se. And then my teacher would probably favor me over her just because of how we looked, which Mm. I really hated. And I wasn't like happy about, but it's like, what could I do? Uh, But like, honest to God, she had better technique. I feel like as well than I did. Um, but it's just based on the looks that people always perceive when you're walking across the street or just scanning when you're grocery shopping or something like that, you know? Yeah. Which are totally bad, in my opinion. <laughs> like, they're false and stuff like that, but... Um, do you have any, at least when it comes to your dance, or if you have it anymore, because mm-hmm. hypothetically, I can see you dancing, like, well into your 30s, in the 40s because I don't know, you are a healthy person a healthy person that needs to take them pathogen medicines that I keep telling you to I'm so sorry, yes <laughs> walking up these stairs, Marcus I was like, ooh she didn't take them pills that Marcus are giving to oh mm-hmm. what is it, the cartilage uh, and collagen and all those things so I think the collagen helps with like your skin in general, mm-hmm. and I know like yeah. So since they're kind of like worn out with the excessive dancing and like you know, I guess rubbing against fabrics, mm-hmm. friction that, and all yeah. that could help. <gasps> the cartilage that's your joints and stuff that that can really help you. Yeah, but do you see? Do you see little tactics on how to combat that, if that ever comes back up? Tactics for... 
Um, Using like the body positivity. Well, just like pointing somebody's double standards out. Oh, oh my God. Well, there's a million contradictory standards for everybody. Um, Yeah, just speaking up and speaking out for sure. Because within the workplace too, for example, I'm sure there are double standards um, between the sexes um, and a binary standard, you know. Um, like, I think women stereotypically are taken less seriously. I'm curious about, like, any studies out there or statistics, because I had a friend who did a senior thesis for his master's on, like, workplace and psychology within HR. Um, well, that's, yeah. Literally that's, his thing. So like, that is a big-ass thing. Because that's where I was going to ask you, like, out of your experiences from high school to now, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's different when your boss is a male versus female of opposite sex uh, versus workplace perceptions of people based off of how they present themselves to. Um, what have you, like, does anything come to mind of how you're treated personally or by other colleagues or stuff like that? Not currently. <laughs> uh, at least in the workplace, out of all of my years of working, and I've been working since I was six, and I've been working probably since I've six been... Six years old? Oh, my God. Marcus! At least the earliest of 14, um, because, like, I worked community service, but I got paid and all that other stuff. But mm-hmm. out of all of the time from like 14 to like 23, 24, a good 10 year span, um, I've only had one male boss. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's okay. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to say it, but like I feel like I have been a person to do a double standard a little bit only because for the fact that I'm just so used to seeing a female in charge when there is a male in charge, I tend to, I tend to just like, I don't know, like not vibe with them mm-hmm. because at least for some females, um, if they're the boss, like they instantly have like that little relateness from what I've experienced. I know that there are a lot of cold hearted females in the business who are just like, you know, come here, work, and clock out. That's all. Work your ass off and yeah. get surround yourself with people who want to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get your fucking ass. <laughs> uh, My best advice to women. Um, <laughs> no, take care of your mental health. Take care of you. No, get off your ass and work. <laughs> uh, but... I would say that's pretty much it, at least on my part. I feel the only thing double standard that I have ever really experienced, I haven't really counterpart, I haven't really interacted with it on a gender level uh, or professional level, just more on the race-based level. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's Mm -hmm. always a double standard to when you are with a group of people, but you are the only type of person that is different than the other people. 
the, the double standard would be that I have to work twice as hard just to get uh, the bare minimum respect or noticeability mm. than my other counterparts have to do. How do you see that in the workplace? Or, like, how have you experienced that? Um, I would say let's go with my one post office job that I had. Um, from what I saw, it was the only black male. Uh, had no idea how any of it worked. And it was a, it was a tough college job because, like, so many people wanted it. But like everyone was just in and out, in and out, like hire wise, because they either didn't keep you or they didn't have space because they kept everyone else. And me being me, like I got a job, but I couldn't just like slack off as everyone else apparently did. Mm-hmm. Like when I got there in the mornings, had to offload the truck, take all the bags and put them into their respective bins sometimes it was just me doing it while my boss and other people are just sitting um while doing all of that had to then input into input it into the computer um send out the emails and put it into their respective slots and i remember one day that i overslept it just didn't come and I had the lengthiest email saying that I should be grateful that I have this job or whatever. But I'm like, I can count on like, I can count on like 10 toes how many times every other person, every other um, little white boy in there has not came to work or popped his head in just like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm late. But like three to like four hours late and they are still there. It's like, mm. so yeah. I'm gonna fight someone. I'm gonna just pop someone real quick. Um, <laughs> were there any benefits to that job? No, it was just a college job. It paid. Because I remember that, like, the post office was like the place to be. Like, it was pretty cool or whatever. Because I never knew what it was like, actually. Honestly, me you. When I say, cause like my aunt, she's a post office postman, postwoman. Yeah. Yeah, postwoman. She was a postwoman for a good chunk of years, and I always saw her do it. But I always saw her do front desk, and even front desk, like that's a lot of work. You have sections, you have names, you got to put in, you got to put mail into the little boxes. The fact that they can remember exactly what type of package goes where, all the filing, all the computer work, because you know holidays, ooh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't dream. Like, that's my favorite thing, because I sent you and Christy, uh, you know, little boxes and stuff, but, like, <laughs> like, it's worth it. But to watch them work and stuff, I'm pretty sure they're, they have always been, like, either underpaid or underemployed, too. Um, and with COVID and everything, just... I love the last time I sent you guys a package. The guy who was helping me, it was during the holiday season. And, you know, you get those people in retail or anywhere that are just fascinating humans with crazy assumptions that, you know, oh, can I ask you for help while you're mid-conversation with a customer? <laughs> this man, he, he, she, some lady asked him a question while he was helping me and he was in the middle of something and he was like, 
Like he did the whole like he had an attitude and he said, "Help you." What? He was like, "I'm over this. I'm not getting paid enough to answer this stupid question." (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "I'm living for him," but yeah. I ooh, that kind of reminds me like how you judge people on their character, but it's more like how you treat your waiters and your waitresses and like, you know, Mm. things like that. Yeah. For some reason, that just popped in my head. <laughs> it, I think the it's like how you treat your waiters slash waitresses, and how you like treat your parents. Mm. That really shows. Like, mm. I just remember one time in college, I mom my mom called you, and I was or my mom called me, and I was hanging out with you and Chrissy. And then I said something, and you both looked at each other, because I I was like, "Oh no, 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 I know exactly what it was." Yeah, Chrissy and I will never forget that. Because <laughs> I was I didn't like curse at her or anything, but I I like backpacked, I guess. No, you cursed. You were just like, yeah, like what the hell, mom? <laughs> when I say the time between Chrissy and I both froze, we, like we were just like. You heard what I heard, girl. And then then you just like, y'all kept like going back and forth, not back and forth, like y'all just kept the conversation going. And like, we were just shook. We were like, like, (laughs) she ain't dead yet. What's wrong? She's not dead. Yeah. Oh, her mom didn't snack her through the phone. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Yeah, we'll take that out. Yeah. We've gotten better, though, I will say. Um, it was funny. I was talking to Rico this morning, how like <laughs> I had a moment where I just thought to myself, I'm like, how the fuck could I have been such a bitch <laughs> or like moody teen years or like, you know, cause I spent the day with her this morning with Easter and stuff. I went to church and all. Um, but we, I asked her if we could go to the farmer's market, which used to be like our after church activity with my dad and my mom and the family. Um, but we kind of like redid our old Sunday like tradition kind of thing and it was really really nice um but then I was like like there were times where I was kind of like ah mom like there were moments where it's kind of like you know oh just let it go but um realizing how easy it was to let go of your pride in a way you know and selfishness to want your parents to be their best self but it is what it is kind of thing just let them live like it was, it was wild to me, though, because, like, I was, like, you know, it wasn't perfect, but I enjoyed myself a lot, and she enjoyed herself a lot, too. <laughs> we got home and took a nap. Yeah, that sounds like a good Sunday, Easter yeah. Sunday to me. And it was, it was enough, you know? Like, it was really just enough to be happy. Yeah. <coughs> but, yeah. How did you spend your Easter? Go ahead. But before we do that, is there anything else that we should talk about for the double standard? Because I've been looking up stuff and like we kind of went over it. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, like the pay raise and all that other stuff because women are still getting um, grossly underpaid. I, I have not experienced that yet, to be honest, that I know of. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm. I haven't experienced that one yet. Um, 
It still blows my mind. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Do you feel that there could be a double standard in the application process of some things? Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Probably depending on who's the hiring manager, for sure. Because I feel like they're the ones, they're the sole people who determine, unless it's on a, what's it called? A committee, a hiring committee, or like a, you know, a board of, you know, hirers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Um, uh, yeah, because in my, the first thing that, like, a scenario that popped in my head, it's like, say you're building a team for a company, for, like, a sports company versus like an advertising agency maybe. Um, and this is me in my head just being sexist, I feel like, because I, in this sexist scenario, if you're in a sports team or something, you want, yeah, people who are into sports or like you mainly think guys and girls and women can equally be, if not better, at understanding sports and analyzing things or whatever. But like depending on what they want the brand to look like, and how they want the public eye to perceive them and like either you know, oh look at our diverse team and like everyone's on diversity and inclusion now it's like a super trendy thing yeah um, we i didn't know this but mm-hmm. we apparently have hired someone for the hire of diversity <laughs> um i didn't know that was a thing but it does make sense because of course mm-hmm. when we were in college we had a whole diversity department but to see an actual title for it, I was like, oh, well, that's neat. You know, we definitely need that, but I didn't know that that was, like, a hireable thing. And, like, now that I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to see if there, what is the actual job title of it? I see a lot of diversity onboarding positions. That's interesting. I wonder what major you would have to go into that, you know? I feel like like humanities. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Humanities. Um, But speaking of it... Mm -hmm. um, I do feel like that's probably a thing. (laughs) So, I feel like... I saw this news story last week, and it kind of blew my mind. Not at the fact that it happened, but the reaction that some people had and it was the baseball game, the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, the Giants baseball game? Because one of the league coaches had to be taken out due to something. And his co-coach was a woman. Mm-hmm. And she ha- she said she was like the first... History was made by Alyssa Nakin. Mm-hmm. San Francisco Giants Alyssa Nakin become first female coach on field for major league baseball game. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, okay, well, well, first, all right, 2022. Well, that's all right. But the comments were just crazy, just saying, like, oh, like she's just a filler doing what a woman should do, like, taking up for a man. Uh, Many were just saying that she won't last long and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, for one, you guys obviously don't know how this thing works because even though, yes, she is a coach, she still has the male coach. He was just not there for that one game. Yeah. 
So she filled in, but like. It was the first time that a woman has filled in, which is still good. It's so exciting. And she looks so proud. She was so cute. That reminds me too of the new Supreme Court. Um, now she's officially the nominee. Mm-hmm. Pit me. Oh, that shit. Oh my God, Mark is perfectly talking about it because you probably saw all the stories and shit like that. But like the define a woman, I was like, what, you do with, what does it have to do with the Supreme Court hearing? Uh, and she like, answered it yeah. and handled everything with grace and poise. Yes, she did. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, I don't even know where to go with that because the you know chaos of that. Storm. No, she handled it very well. Um, <laughs> it made me just so upset because they were asking her all these dumbass questions, and I'm like, "What? What are you going to ask her next? What comes after the letter B?" Honestly, because I think <laughs> one of the other clips that I saw was, and we, we could get this. Out. <laughs> it was the white woman with the blonde hair, and she was the one that was, she was a QAnon supporter, but then. She backtracked on QAnon or whatever, but she was all like, we are the weaker sex and like stuff like that. And we're, it's a man's job and stuff like that. I'm like, first of all, you're in the position you are saying what you're saying. And then you're putting yourself down. And I mean, cause like I've asked Rico about like, cause politics and like government and whatever, you know, that whole system that I don't quite grasp because the audacity of some of these people talking about, foolish childish unrelated shit um like they do it all on purpose for the masses and stuff like that but i'm just like you're like i i can't i just can't deal with it because i'm like i guess i don't know if it's just a universal structure of like people becoming into power and then just trying to control and like stay relevant and get votes and stuff. So they just play to the audiences that they're, you know, doing, or if anybody's actually serious about this shit, I literally had a moment that you're having right now, like an hour ago. Absolutely. Nothing was curing my itchy eyes. It was watering. Everything was wrong. I mean, cause you know, allergies are in the air. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. That whole entire thing, just like, it showed what we usually have to go through. I feel like if that was anything, if people were annoyed by that, that's mm-hmm. how we feel every fucking day. God damn it. Asking the most stupidest questions because you feel like we shouldn't be in a place. So you, you have to like, they dumb the questions down, like, you know, how to define women. And we answer it very well. We are annoyed, and honestly, I will say, I'm so happy that she, you know, did become justice. But if I were her, I would have 100% went home, locked the door, gotten high as a motherfucking kite, because, and high before I went there, because there's no way my face, and I wonder how, like, that process was, like, saying, this is what you're probably going to have to go through so just prepare mm-hmm. my I, I try my face cannot hide my expressions that well so, you're fine <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But on the topic of at least the double standards, especially for a woman in the workplace and women of color, mm-hmm. for those women who are not usually of color, but they are favorable of the double standards and they push forward more in life now through laws. How exactly do we feel about that? Because <laughs> I just want to be like, girl, if you want to look in a mirror. What exactly are we talking about again? <laughs> are we talking about white ladies? Yes, but like the white lady who was just like, uh, we are the weaker sex. Oh, those ones. That is an interesting question. I hate, I wonder how to articulate how I feel about them. <laughs> because I couldn't quite, I wouldn't be able to really quite grasp exactly what it is because I know that they say and do things either because they really believe in it, they were raised that way, or because, you know, they're panning to their audience to stay relevant and in power. Um, I lose some respect for them for sure, um, honestly, because they're not actually for what they're advocating for. It's a really phony and fake. And I feel like if you're sitting there listening to that as a person who you identify with is speaking on a subject that you don't agree with because of what they're saying. Like you can't support them. I feel like, you know, you'd have to do a million mental gymnastics for it to make sense. Ten million. Um, yeah. And it's just like, it's not worth it in the end. I don't think because you're voting against your own self-interest, even if you don't realize it until it happens to you, then you'll actually be, like, oh, open to seeing a different side or to be hearing a different opinion of somebody who's really trying to help you or come to realize the truth, you know, mm-hmm. having to do with, like, women's self-interest and, I guess, female, you know? Personally, like, if anyone else is listening and they think I'm wrong, you are entitled to that because no one should tell you how to feel, but... I personally think that it's Stockholm Syndrome just with a pension. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually how I just... Anytime I see it in the news, um, when people do interviews, I'm just like, "Mm, Stockholm Syndrome, got you, (laughs) got you. I don't know if this is for the podcast, but I just feel like nobody's getting satisfied at home. Not the men, not the women. Everybody's just fucking someone else, paying off prostitutes, NDAs. Because mm-hmm. there was a TikToker, I think, out there or it was the younger, like, um, politician, like a younger person, and he was like, yeah, I just got invited to this like sex party or something by these older people in government. And I was like, it's funny to me <laughs> how the young, young, um, um, the young boy mm-hmm. was like, oh my God, I didn't know my granddaddy did stuff like that. He's like, oh, like, you didn't? I was like, okay. this is hilarious to me. Have you not seen House of Cards? Um, exactly. Like, the freakiest people are the people in power. And it's always the ones who are against it, too. Always. Always. 
it'll just take like until they actually see how free people can act and feel in their own lives confidently when they just accept themselves for whatever they feel, you know? The power of acceptance, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why sometimes I feel like I don't know. I lost it. I'll cut that one out because I lost it. It's okay. It's gone with the wind. That's what I say. <laughs> um, I would say the only last. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> The only last double standard I will say that I have seen that I have been a part of just in the gay community um, because it's a double standard of what is shown as acceptable as into what's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to be fit, um, preferably, you know, six-pack abs, very low body fat, um, either honestly the race part doesn't really go in there but i've seen it um not as a double standard but as just something that's in its own realm but it's just fit that's a whole double standard because it's what's promoted on actually no um what is it eternals oh yes (gasps) yes oh Okay, yeah, let's fastest. talk about it after I plug in my laptop. But go, go hold on. <laughs> so, Eternals, body standards. Or, yes. Yeah. yeah um, fastest, um, for those who have not seen it, is a gay character with a full-ass husband and child, a full family. I was so here for it, 100%. Um as soon as it came on in theater, I whenever they kissed, I said, you better kiss them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was so fucking proud because, you know, I sat next to little Nancy, and she she did a little, like, and I was all like, fuck you. Or, like, just, you know, respectfully. Um, no, but I was, oh, that was such a huge thing. Have you ever what? seen that before? Especially um, in a Disney movie. In a Disney movie? No. Uh, I have not seen it before. And like ever. Mm-mm. Right? Mm-mm. No. Um, there's, there. honestly, Disney itself, yes. But at least in a Disney Marvel movie, no. Hmm. Because there was a show. Oh. Shit, it was Dipper and Mabel. What is that show? Gravity Falls. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the two cops. Oh. Yeah, the two cops. That was that to me, that was cute. But the backlash with Fastest is that you had all these, like a whole community saying that they could have picked somebody who was not black and who was not fat. <laughs> An entire like- community. Really though, like I'm not surprised, kind of, but I'm also kind of surprised because you would think, well, and we were just like, wow, the double standard is real. Because for one, when you look into the TV shows, at least of you know, CW, 
I'm not sure any of the Marvel Disney TV shows have it. Mm-hmm. But it's usually someone who's very fit or who desirable. Desirable. Attractive. Yeah. They can sell money, love sex, basically. Yeah, those are the people who usually get the gay scenes, whether it just be a simple kiss on the lips or the, you know, I'm coming out part. And another double standard <laughs> that happened, at least in the gay scene, is that one bachelor person who came out as gay and mm-hmm. had an entire Netflix TV thing about it. Now, I, to me, I didn't, for one, I didn't watch it because I truly don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you are alive and healthy and getting therapy, that is all I care. But <laughs> a lot of people were just upset because what was so special, many people go through the struggle every day, whether you are in your teens, in your 20s, 40s, even 50s and beyond, people are still coming out as their true selves. But for Netflix to spend a quarter of a million dollars just to showcase this, it was a little baffling. And also, there was a lot of shit that he did to the Bachelorette or to whoever the girl that he married. Because from the articles, uh, I don't watch The Bachelor. I don't get it. Um, I will watch everything else, but not The Bachelor. But he apparently, like, I couldn't. But he apparently drove her crazy, had a restraining order. I think they have a kid. I don't know if they have a kid. <gasps> I don't think so. Oh, because I it's interesting that like you mentioned the whole like <laughs> neither of us watch The Bachelor. Um <laughs> like I honestly I understand like the hilarity that comes with reality TV. Like you watch it to laugh at it, you don't take it seriously, it's not real, it's all production pretty much. Um but like for them to just mark it off of people. I feel like it is already, but then to like with fame, celebrity, and trash TV, I guess. I See, just... it's it's so funny because I love Big Brother, I love Survivor. Also, yes! if you're listening, please go check out "I Think You're Going Home" the podcast with Marcus and Scott. Uh, we review Survivor, and we're about to do Drag Race, <clears throat> but. I watch those shows and it is semi the same thing because to me, I know when production mendels and things is mendel. Is that the word mendel? Metal. Metals. Yeah. Metal. Metal. (laughs) You meddling kids got it. Metal. (laughs) So I, I see when production steps in, it's just like, Hey, you're a little bit too boring. Like let's spice this up. But when it comes to, like, actual love itself, I don't get it. Because they're just like, hey, um, go tell this person that you need to have a walk on the beach. And then they'll do it. And then they're just like, yeah, I feel like we're just not clicking and everything else. It's a big-ass headache. Paradise Island, um, X Island, something like that. And The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. What is it? the something of your ex or something with your ex i know um crypto ex no i'm kidding my friend loves the bachelor and the bachelorette and he just tells me all about it and like me being me i don't understand it but the fact that he's happy i will always listen with open ears Mm -hmm. 
I think we had some good discussions today. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this is what we needed. And um, any tips I would, well, any suggestions I would say for our listeners that if you ever feel like you are a product of a double standard, respectfully see if you can combat it. Mm -hmm. And I say respectfully as in, if you are in a workplace where you know that if you speak up, you can probably get fired. And if you are not in a position where you can get fired because you got children at home to feed a loved one who's sick and you can't afford to lose it, find a way to exit that workplace. Yeah. But if it is anything else, if it's like a double standard with your family, um, with a friend, 100% speak on it because we may not know each other, but I have faith in you to combat that, to find the energy and the chutzpah to say, hey, uh, I know what's the right chutzpah. and this is not right. Yeah. I hope you can edit me out. I'm so sorry. I just like spoke up. <laughs> You're fine. But yeah, I find it in yourself to respect yourself enough and love yourself to know and that it's not good for you and then find the courage to s- either speak on it or move past it or grow from it even you know yeah. yeah well tune in next week for another episode of stirred up with marcus and emily but uh all right thanks well, for I'll chatting see you later bye, bye. Marcus.